what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thanks so much for being with us again this week for a new episode. And we've got a fun one on the docket as we are still reveling in the glow of Kelly's performance at the 2022 ACMs over in Las Vegas and her performance of Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You. And so with that in mind, we decided we wanted to go down memory road and is it memory road or memory lane? It's memory lane. Is it? Yeah. Memory road just sounds like it's a fancier (laughs) road. I'm sure there's a memory road out there. We'll go down Memory Street, Memory Boulevard, uh, all the various thoroughfares. We are going to go down and revisit some of Kelly's best award show performances. Uh, Kelly is a slam dunk, home run, whatever sports analogy you want to use when it comes to putting her. Yeah, (laughs) putting her on your award show because you know that she's going to. Give a really excellent performance. And so Pam and I have narrowed this down to a few select favorites that we're going to share with you today. So this has been on our list. Like Jeremy and I just have like a document of like a ton of topic ideas that we think of ourselves. Some that you people who are listening, let us know that you want to hear. I've had this on my list for I'd say at least a year, but we've always kind of just skimmed it over. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Dana, who we had on our. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to say bracket. It wasn't bracket. What was it? Fantasy draft. Fantasy yeah, yeah, draft. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, who recently was like, "Hey, you should do something about her award show performances." And I'm like, "There we go. Someone else is on board with me." So <laughs> we decided, let's do it. So yeah, we're just gonna pick a few. Like mine are not. I'm not gonna rank mine necessarily. They're just a collection of a few of my favorites. Um, some of ours, I don't know all Jeremy's, he knows mine, but some of ours I think overlap and that's okay because, you know, that's okay. Well, there's only been so many performances. So, I mean, we're bound to overlap on a few of them. It was so hard because there were a lot of performances that I was thinking of. I'm like, yeah, she performed that on TV, but they weren't at award shows. They were like specials and I'm like, ah, they don't count. They don't count. Um, so I'm excited for this. This was a this really, as you said, was a really good um, refresher and a trip down memory lane. I re- rewatched a lot of performances I hadn't watched in years, and it was just like, oh yeah, I really like this one. Yeah, yeah, this was a lot of fun to go back and rewatch some of these because some of them you can probably guess the ones that we're going to be putting on here, and then there's others that I just straight up forgot about. I mean, it was. It's funny because when you search right now, pretty much the only thing that comes up is the ACM performance and with good reason. Yeah. And obviously that's going to be on our list as well. But um, it's it's a little difficult sometimes to find some really good performances. But actually, Kelly has had some really, really awesome uh, award show performances. I will say this, not to, to tip our hand too much, but she is really, really good at medleys. Because yeah. our list has a lot of medleys on it. And there, I mean, there's a reason why she's really, really good at them. And so we'll we'll talk about that as we sort of unveil our selections here. Uh, Pam, I think you have more than I do. So would you like to go first? Sure. Um, so yes, I will definitely start. The one 
I'm going to start with is one that I am so upset with myself for forgetting to mention this during our country music episode. I was kicking myself because I was like, this was one of her best country duets, in my opinion, that Mm -hmm. she did. And I just completely forgot to mention it. I forgot too, because when I saw your list, I thought, oh man, I've even got an MP3 of this. How did I miss this? Completely forgot. It is her performance from the 2006 ACM Awards. It's her duet with Rascal Flatts with What Hurts the Most. I didn't know the song um, when it, when this performance I like when this performance came out. I know it was a big song at the time. I had never heard it, and I fell in love with it. I would watch this performance over and over and over again to the point when I actually heard the original version. Like and still to this day, I. Literally can cannot hear it and not sing. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen Miss Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly <laughs> Clarkson. <laughs> it is so funny. Um, it's just a solid performance. I know they were like supposed to do an actual duet for an album, and for whatever reason, it didn't happen. But yeah. at least we do have this performance. I think she sounds great. She looks great, even though she's has this weird like sort of Princess Leia kind of thing going on, but not really. <laughs> I love it, though. And she's wearing, like, leggings and stilettos. Like, why not? Um, She just sounds great. She looks great. She looks like she's having a really good time. And this, again, was one of her very first uh, public appearances in the country world. Yeah. If you think about it. Because this was before Because of You with Reba. um, Before Crossroads. Before Crossroads. This was, like, very early. One of the first, if not, like, the first intro. And... uh, it just always makes me smile. I love this performance so much. And I would love for her to do another duet or collaboration with Rascal Flatts. Like, I don't really know much by them, but I can tell that they're very talented people. And I think this would be a solid um, duet partner. Again. This is probably going to be a controversial uh, opinion of mine, but because uh, I sort of chuckled when you said that, you know, Rascal Flatts is pretty. Uh, talented i think if i'm not mistaken did they i can't remember if they disbanded or if they're calling it quits or maybe i'm maybe that's a fever dream of mine i don't know but uh rascal flats is one of those bands that gets a lot of grief because they sound really good on record but then when you get them in concert they're not nearly as good Ah. um i think they are given a lot of liberties to production and pro tools and all the different bells and whistles that come with making an album um, I've seen them in, in concert a couple of times. They're not bad. They're okay. Uh, but this is actually, this performance is one of two performances from award shows that I actually have the MP3 as part of my library. And I think it is because this was kind of the one and only time we got them singing it together, at least in in, uh, in a television aspect. So I really, really love the performance. And again, I'm like you, you know, I, I have gotten to such a cadence by hearing this version over the rascal flats album version so many times that i do the same thing you do when kelly's verse comes on it's just an excellent performance i mean this song was massive for rascal flats i mean it was a huge huge hit um and you know adding kelly to it only made it better i had actually heard that it was this song that they were supposed to duet but um because i think she even in like a bootleg mp3 I think Kelly mentions that she's going to be on Rascal Flax, Flats, uh, next album. 
Um, I, I, I'm remembering this from an, MP, an old, old MP3 I have from like the breakaway era. You know what it was? I think there was like a fan club video. Uh-huh. It was, I'm pretty sure. And I don't even know where I would find this. If someone knows where on YouTube it is, but it was basically her backstage. I think it was during like rehearsals or something, possibly. They were back, or she, they, she was in like a dressing room with them somewhere, or some, and then she had mentioned that she's going to be like duetting with them on something. I yeah. think, I think I may have this kind of skewed, like it might be messed up a little bit. But yeah, if you remember what this is, uh, shoot us a tweet or a, or a message on on social. But because my memory serves that you know either she did a cover at a show. Or she, for some reason, mentions Rascal Flats on stage. And she goes, oh, I'm going to be on their next album. Um, and, of course, this is what ultimately I think was supposed to be, but it didn't end up being. But either way, we got a really nice uh, award show performance out of it. And uh, it's a good choice to lead us off. Yeah. And, you know, just as a last, you know, remark, um, a lot of people know this, but a lot of people don't. This was the first time she met Brandon in person. I believe, mm-hmm. because he was managing Rascal Flats at the time. So it's kind of funny how it all kind of came to be after this one night. Yeah. All right. Uh, next on our list, we might as well get this one out of the way now. And we've had a couple of people <laughs> ask us on social media why we haven't been talking about it. Uh, and that's mostly just because of the the timing in when we record the podcast and what we're talking about. Uh, and that is the 2022 performance on the ACMs of I Will Always Love You. Um, look, this was the moment from the show. And maybe it's just because my Twitter algorithm is such that it is hyper Kelly focused versus any other artist. But this performance was the best performance of the night. I mean, and, and I know that you can't take online polls for gospel when it comes to accuracy when somebody says okay you know who had the best performance of the night because it is very common for fan groups to get on there and overload the polls and you know people who didn't even watch the show will just vote for their favorite artist but that said the overwhelming winner of best performance of the night went to kelly for i will always love you and it was funny because i am so used to whitney houston's version of the song that I, I mean, I, cause you know, in my head or, you know, slightly out loud, I'm kind of singing along with Kelly as she's singing it. But then I realized that I don't know the exact cadence of the Dolly Parton version. And, and I actually still to this from the moment that Kelly performed it to now, I still haven't listened back to the Dolly version just because I never got around to doing it. So I don't even know if Kelly slightly changes, you know, the way that Dolly does it, but either way, I really, really loved the arrangement. I thought it was very, um, very well done by Jason to just do, you know, a little bit of acoustic guitar, piano, and then just let Kelly sing because this is a singer's song. It is all about the vocal and none of the musical accompaniment. It's, I mean, it is all about the vocal and I mean, come on. I mean, you knew she was going to nail it, but I think even some fans were surprised by how well she did with this song. It was such a classy performance. You know, as you said, it was only Jason. It was Jason and Jocko, I think. Yep. And they just, again, they there was there were no bells and whistles there. They just was like, they were just, let's just have Kelly sing. Let her be the vocal, vocal and focal point. <laughs> and you're right. And, you know, it's not, we don't, typically we don't think of it as a country song because a lot of people do think of the, the Whitney version. And even with the Dolly version, we just think of it as like a, 
a, a ballad typically because it's not yeah. your typical country song. So I think it was a it was a nice change of pace, and I think that everyone watching, I think it was refreshing to have a quote unquote pop star there because you know there was all these country acts, and you know it got, in my opinion, a little redundant, repetitive throughout the night. To have it's a pop- like you've never it's like you've never watched a country award show before. <laughs> I know. It's like the same like it's, people it's, playing it, every it, yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, country is one of those interesting uh genres in that the the in the moment, in the moment of, you know, whatever's popular that year, it's almost interchangeable from all the different award shows. I mean, they all really once you've seen one, you've pretty much seen them all. Yeah. Because country while I respect it a lot, it's not the flashiest of genres. And so, especially when it comes to male artists, they don't really go out there and give, I shouldn't say never, they don't always go out there and give these over-the-top performances. They just, a lot of times, get out there with a guitar, maybe a little bit of a set behind them, and they just sing the song. You know, pop music, historically, has always been a lot more over-the-top more theatrical. It's always been more eye candy uh, and country is just not that way. And that said, I thought that Kelly's performance was very appropriate and the, it was all the right tones of everything yeah. for the song, for the moment and uh, for the show. Yeah. And I think because, you know, Kelly is pretty much a household name with anyone. I would say the fact that there was a household name there, that everyone knows of, despite if you listen to her or not. And she was singing such a popular song that pretty much everyone knows. I think it really was a nice change of pace for the viewers. Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people watching the show in general are just general country music fans. Um, Obviously, there's some who are there specifically to watch one or two artists. But most people watching are just watching for a good night of music. And to have something different that a lot of people probably weren't expecting was so refreshing and such a nice surprise. Of course, for us Kelly fans, we all knew she was going to be performing, but the general public may have not, and they were probably like, what's Kelly Clarkson doing here? Is she duetting with someone? And no, it's all her, and it was honoring the OG, the host. So it was just, not that she ever is in a bad light, but it just put her in such a good light with that country audience. And again, it really solidifies her as more than just a pop star. It's funny, the first two performances that we have talked about are both from the ACM Awards, not yes. even like pop music award shows. Uh, something about those country shows, man, she uh, she really brings it when she's on one. Yeah. Um, should we switch to a different kind of award show? Because I can- Absolutely. Go- All right, we're going to go a little bit more pop this time. So another one that I wanted to mention was her 2012 American Music Award medley. Yes, um, this was on my list too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, bummer. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't okay. want to take all no. yours. No, no, it's fine. We can we can talk about both of them. All right. So I love this performance because it was a medley of Miss Independent, Since You've Been Gone, Stronger, and Catch My Breath. So this came yep. out, this performance was right around when the Greatest Hits album dropped. So she was promoting that. And it was the 10-ish ten, ten year, anniversary, year anniversary of when she won Idol. So I love how the performance just starts off with like, Three judges, you know, it's, yep. you know, um, who were watching Kelly perform Miss Independent, and she's wearing her little number twenty three eleven. Yeah, um, I'll forgive her that it isn't Comic Sans, but <laughs> it is. 
It's now, okay. to be fair, it, it wasn't Comic Sans that was on the original. It was someone's handwriting. Like, it was some production assistant or yeah. some, you know, lackey handwriting the numbers in but for, Sharpie. But for an award show, you do Comic Sans. Come on. I mean, I'm not blaming yeah. her. I'm blaming whoever made it. Whatever. That's not the point. Not the and point. And they used what looked like, because they obviously, it was, the show was on ABC at that point, And this was before American Idol moved to ABC. So instead of using the American Idol logo next to her bib number, they used what looked to me, because I rewatched the performance recently, and it looked like it was the My December era KC logo. It was. It was. Yeah. Which I'm like, that's not recent, but oh, that's cool. They were probably like, I bet you they Googled Kelly Clarkson logo when that came up first. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I bumped on that. The second I saw it, I'm like, wow, at that point, that was like a five-year-old logo. And you know, at that point, they were changing it every album cycle and- we were a couple of albums after my December, so it was interesting that that was the choice they made. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought it was just a really cute, nostalgic thing, especially for the OG hardcore fans watching it back. We're like, oh my god, she's she's paying homage to her American Idol audition number, and it was just so cute. And um, I thought it was hilarious when she was performing "Since You've Been Gone." You you, you can tell she was in like tour mode, uh-huh. so she's like, sing it to the crowd, and it's <laughs> silence. <laughs> Well, you can't do that on an award show. I know because that. They because they don't mic the audience, and so what she might have heard it come back, but you can't hear it no. on television. <laughs> and so it just sounds like she like mic'd up an empty arena, and it was like, ooh, we don't know this song. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> what are your? Do you have any thoughts on this performance? You know, as you said, it's a medley of four songs. This is the first medley that we're going to bring up um, in the show today, and in particular. You have to go back and watch this just to watch Stronger because she changes up the key in the chorus of Stronger. She changes it to a higher key and it is so good. Yeah, she I mean, rarely it, she rarely does that for rarely, that song. She rarely does it, yeah. And it was just awesome. I just remember watching that going, oh, dang, I forgot she did this. I mean, I rewatched it two, three times because it is just so powerful and then, you know, she comes out of Stronger, goes into Catch My Breath, which, you know, also a really great performance. Kind of. I mean, at that point, she had a pretty high um, energy level. I kind of, instead of hearing Catch My Breath, would have liked to hear People Like Us. But I know Agreed. that that wasn't, the, that probably wasn't the single at the time or that wasn't the focus at the time. But either way, it would have been cool to hear that song. But I still think that it was a really, really great uh, performance. I do like that they did go accurate. With the bib number, I mean, they could have put any number down there. Um, you know, they could have not even put a number. They could have just, you know, put some, you know, gobbledygook on there to make it look like it was a contestant bid, a uh, bib rather. And they went historically accurate, which I think was a nod to the real true fans who actually remembered that. Yeah, exactly. Like it was so sentimental, a little emotional. Being like, oh my god! Like we know what that number means. Where the co- the casual viewers, like, all right, just they probably they're not even paying any attention to that. But yeah, um, loved her outfit. It's like it was super rock and roll. Yeah, um, cool, big hair, funky hair, and like cool outfit. Like solid choice there. It- you know something else I noticed about this performance, and I I'm, I noticed this as well. I was going through and you know rewatching a bunch of old award show performances. Is that this is around the time, and and granted, this does not count for tour, so leave tour out of this. This is more award show. This is about the time that Kelly starts to be 
a standstill performer at award shows. If you go back and start watching from about 2012, 2013 on, she does a lot less movement in her stage performances. I mean, obviously, you know, the, the one that we've already talked about was um, the ACM performance of I Will Always Love You, which does not lend itself to walking around the stage. But I've noticed that as Kelly has gotten older, her award show performances are just her standing in front of a mic and a mic stand rather than, you know, and, you know, sort of give away one of the ones that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, the Since You've Been Gone VMA performance where she covers the floor of an entire arena um, I don't know if that's an age thing or if it's just something that she's decided to change up and, you know, she doesn't want to wear herself out running all over the place during an award show performance. But I did bump on that, noticing that as she gets older, she is a little more stationary when it comes to her TV award show performances. You know, I never I never put two and two together. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to sit on that for a bit, but you're, I don't think you're wrong. Like, I'm pretty sure that's that's pretty accurate. There, there may be the occasional, you know outlier here or there where she walks back and forth around the stage but for the most part uh, and I'll bring it up again with some of the other ones that we have uh, coming up it's very much a stationary Kelly with a lot going on around her yeah so what is next on your list next on my list is another kind of pseudo medley although it's only two songs Uh, I'm going back to the 2017 American Music Awards and Kelly's mashup of Miss Independent and Love So Soft I almost included this one, but I didn't, yeah. but I'm glad you did. This is a really, really good performance. I, I always love, and and I guess before, you know, we had uh, Miss Independent show up in the AMA medley. Uh, this is, a, you know, five years later, she brings back Miss Independent again. But this one is either shortly before or shortly after the release of um, Meaning of Life. And so she's out promoting the Love So Soft single, and she kind of brings it back to the original does an homage to Miss Independent, does, you know, 90 seconds of Miss Independent before she takes it into uh, Love So Soft. And it's another, you know, great performance of that song. I, I forget how much I like that song live. Uh, I liked that they did a bit of an homage to the video with those those long-brimmed hats um, that they that was worn in the video. There was, you know, a lot of the dancers and whatnot were, were wearing those. Background vocals were on point. She had the big horn section. Oh my gosh, she hits this high note in Miss Independent that you know she doesn't always hit. Uh, every once in a while, she brings it out when she's feeling particularly frisky. And dang, did she hit it! Uh, and then also, this is the award show that sort of has that cool, iconic cutaway shot into the crowd. Because a lot of times, when when an artist is performing at an award show, they will, you know, when they're trying to you know kind of change up the scenery, the directors will cut to a shot of other celebrities in the crowd. And especially if the celebrities are vibing with what's going on on the stage, maybe they're dancing, maybe they're singing along. And this is when we get the shot of Demi Lovato and uh, Nick Jonas. When I I guess either, I don't know if they were dating at the time or if they were just friends. I don't know, whatever. I don't keep up with that stuff, (laughs) but Demi Lovato is like vibing and singing along to love so soft. And they just look like they're having the time of their life. They're having so much fun. Nick's looking like he wants to be anywhere else, but <laughs> Demi is just like on it. And I, I loved seeing them just standing there, like singing along to the song. And I'm like, wow, Demi already knew all the words. Fantastic. 
I need to rewatch that. I have no memory of them in the uh, in the uh, crowd, but that's I yeah. love when they they do that. Was this yeah. the performance where she also did like the slower, slowed down version of Miss Independent, like the more intense slow version? I think. Um, I don't. I mean, like it wasn't it was. the same. Well, I think it was. I don't think it was the standard like da 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 da. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it was. It was. A, I think it was a little down tempo from what it normally is. Oh, I love so, when yeah. she does that. It's just oh, it's it's, it's, so it's like a breakdown. Um, again, I also love how she looked here, like, like straight hair. It was, she was wearing mm-hmm. that big, like, oh, like, I mean, it was very like meaning. It might've even been one of the outfits from yeah. the meaning of life photo shoot. Cause it was that gold kind of like bird big. looking outfit. It was like a bird. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it's very big <laughs> and fluffy kind of. Yeah. yeah. It looked like big feathers, big golden feathers. And yeah. she looks like royalty. She looked great. Yeah. That's a good, good performance. And, um, you know, I kind of forgot about a lot of the Meaning of Life um, era award show performances. I'd forgotten she did so many. We're going to get into a couple more. One thing I, I will digress a little bit about the Meaning of Life era, Love So Soft, and live performances. I'm very interested why artists make certain choices when it comes to how they record their songs. Because if you, you know, think about Love So Soft, you know, near the end of the song, as she is coming into the final run of the chorus, I believe, is when she hits that really, really high note. Yeah. Um, like that whistle it, note almost. Yeah, it's it's kind of the whistle note that gets run over by, you know, an overdub of the chorus. And she almost never hits that note live. It's probably hard. And I don't, I mean, no, and, and I'm not saying that like, you know, I'm disappointed because she doesn't because yes, that sounded like that was an incredibly hard note to hit. And especially considering, you know, it's different when you're standing in a studio with a microphone and you have umpteen number of takes that you can do over and over again versus a live performance. But even at that point when Love So Soft and and the album were still really, really new, even at that point, she sort of was pulling the punch and was not hitting that note in live performances. And I don't know if... Maybe she tried every once because I know that there I have seen a performance, a live performance where she has hit that whistle note because she it was very rare that she went after it. But she has. But I just thought that that was interesting because I thought, oh, this is a very early live performance of Love So Soft. I wonder if she's still hitting the whistle note at this point. And she wasn't. She was already pulling it at that point. So I it always just makes me wonder why artists make the decision to perform those notes on record, but then they aren't able to perform it night after night in concert. Uh, you know, why would you, why would you set the bar that high for yourself when you know good and well that you're not going to be able to, uh, you know, hit that note. And Kelly has that in a couple of songs where you just know she's not going to hit that note every single time. Uh, so yeah, just, again, another thing that just sort of, I, I wrote down on in my side notes going, you know, I wonder why this is. I mean, f- forgive me if you said this, I like, but I wonder if it's just because, like, they, they meaning artists, like, they know that, like, people are going to listen to their recorded stuff more so than live. So, like, and a recorded version of a song is going to last forever. So mm-hmm. it's, like, almost like a, a legacy thing. Like, here, yeah. here's proof I can do this. It's going to be on whatever you listen to, a CD streaming vinyl forever. It's there. So, like, why not do it? If yeah. you can't do it, I mean, if you can't do it live, it sucks, but, like, the general public is not going to be watching you live. So, yeah, or thinking yeah, about like a live sure. performance, but there's no right or wrong answer. 
I just know that I think if I'm ever at a a show and she decides that that's the night that she's going to hit the whistle note in Love So Soft, I'm just going to lose my shit. <laughs> I got to see it in person. <laughs> oh my God, I know. That would be amazing. Yes, ah. yes. All right. Um, Should I stick with this time period or should I go to a different time period? You can jump around however you like. All right. I'm going to go. I don't know if this is on your list or not. Um, We're going to go to maybe an obvious one, but maybe not. The 2006 performance of Because of You from the Grammys. Yes. Um, It's a fan favorite, generally speaking. And I think we may have spoken about this before, maybe in our uh, memorable episodes or whatever we ended up calling it. I forgot what we called it. Uh, it might have been like career highlights, that sort of Something thing. Something like that. Career defining. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Career defining moments. Yeah. So I, as a fan, this was one of the most proud moments that I had for her. And um, I think it was a smart decision for her to perform because of you at the Grammys. Like she easily could have done Since You've Been Gone because that's the song everyone knew. And yep. she would have she nailed it, obviously. But I think it was really smart. And probably more meaningful for her to do because of you, because it really showcased her vocals a lot more. She was able to show the music industry and the world, you know, viewing it that I am not just like a fabricated pop star. I am an artist. I can sing really well. I can write really well. I wrote this when I was 16 and it was such a probably it was such a full circle moment for her to be able to write such a powerful emotional meaningful song to her she got to perform that for the world and being like Mm -hmm. you know what i made it i was really sad when i was younger and that's why i wrote this and now i have made it and i'm get to perform on one of the most powerful stages in the world and it's just so cool for her it really and it really just the music industry got to see her and i'm assuming and i think they really were like oh she's really good she didn't just win that talent show I just think they did such a good job, and um, it's. I think it's one of her best performances of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. I love how they have like the band. They have like an or. They have like a string section. They have Kennedy Halbert playing piano. Like it was just. And who who played Kel, Minnie Kelly in the music video? It was just the yep. whole performance was so full circle for so many reasons, and it was just so beautiful. And I am just so proud of her. Yeah, and you have to remember that that Grammy performance was only four years after she had won the show. And so for her to get to that pinnacle that quickly, considering how she officially got into the music industry was pretty impressive. I don't think that the producers or anybody who watched uh, Idol thought that anybody from that show was going to be performing on the Grammys. If if anyone from Idol was getting on the Grammys, they were going to be a, like a presenter you know, at best, but yet here they are only four years after, um, well, and not to say that, I mean, Kelly got a nomination for thankful. So she got a nomination a year after, uh, she won the show, but I mean, here she is becoming the first to win a Grammy, uh, from the show It was really, really impressive. And I think you're right. You know, a lot of us look at that whole night as sort of an all encompassing experience, you know, the, the acceptance speeches, the performance as a whole, just, you know, being nominated for that album, which was so good. Uh, it, I mean, it really stands out as one of the biggest moments of her career. Yeah. And I just, I'm so glad it happened and I'm so glad it happened when it did. Um, 
happen early early enough in her career again as I said that like people were really able to not that they didn't take her seriously but they were able to really be like oh Kelly Clarkson like can get it like she's good like she's actually really good so I Mm -hmm. and you know as the years go by she just continues to just blow everyone away like when she performs live like I I can't I, I I know I've mentioned this you know a billion times but it's just I can't believe how many people after seeing Kelly perform live in person or on TV or online and they hear her are like, oh my God, I knew she can sing, but I didn't know she could sing that well. It's a constant battle with that, but I just think as time goes on, more people are waking up. And this was an early example of that. Yeah. All right, for our next performance, we go to the third time that Kelly hosted the Billboard Music Awards. Now, I don't know if she's going to host it again down the road, but we could say this is the third and final time at this point Uh, that she has hosted the Billboard Music Awards. And this was definitely a different year, a different kind of performance for the Billboard Awards. In the previous two years, she kicked off the show with what ultimately would end up being sort of the highlight of the night for both years. And that was a really, really cool medley, which I have a feeling we're going to be talking about shortly. But uh, in 2020, this was when the pandemic was really starting to, uh, I mean, it already made its way across the world. And uh, the Billboard Awards were originally supposed to be in April of 2020. And as we all know, uh, the pandemic hit the U.S. in March of that year. And then they moved the awards all the way into October. And by the time that was happening, that was when uh, television was taking, you know, just about as stringent of precautions as they would take throughout the entire uh, pandemic. And that was the show was done completely without an audience. And a few of the segments were pre recorded. And in lieu of doing a big, boisterous medley of all of the performers, which I mean, honestly, really half of the medleys, half of the fun was the camera shots of the various artists who were being represented during the medley, hearing and seeing their songs performed. They didn't have that in 2020 because they were performing to a nearly empty arena. Uh, So Kelly comes out instead and she performs with her friends from Pentatonix and they do a version of the 86 song by Steve Winwood called Higher Love, which already, I mean, as a kid who grew up and was babysat by MTV, uh, in the 80s. I mean, I got a lot of exposure to this song and I love this song. Uh, I even, you know, my nowadays I work for a, a classic hits radio station that plays 80s and 90s music and this song is in our rotation. And almost every time I hear this song, I think of Kelly's performance. It is such a beautiful performance. And it was sort of one of those performances where we got the early look at. Uh, people doing things and participating in TV events from home. And that is that near the end of the performance, when it's sort of going through the last of the choruses, Kelly is surrounded behind her by a whole bunch of screens. And it's just hundreds upon hundreds of people singing along to higher love over, you know, what looks like their computer screens. Uh, And it was just a really, really kind of one of those hair stands on the back of your neck kind of moments uh, the gang from Pentatonix were wonderful as always. Uh, they always do compliment her really, really well. It was a great performance, a really excellent choice of songs. Kind of seems like an out there choice, like it's not something you would pick for her to sing, but it was just one of those songs that felt right for the moment. 
and really, you know, set the show off really, really well. And I love this performance a lot. I also think it was interesting to choose that song considering the average age of the people watching the Billboard Music Awards are definitely going to skew younger. And yeah. they may not even know that song, but... Definitely. I would be willing to bet most of them didn't. Yeah. And uh, I have to admit, I really don't think I've watched this except for when it aired. Um, but it, it, I remember really liking it. And wasn't um, Sheila E. in this? Yeah, Sheila E., uh, who is a very well-known drummer who... Um, she was well known in the seventies and the eighties, more specifically in the eighties. She had a good solo career. She worked a lot with Prince. I was going to say she was uh, pr- yeah, with Prince a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was, she was also part of the performance, um, yeah. and, doing, uh, doing a little bit of a drum solo and singing as well. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool to get her on there cause she's a legend and the yeah. fact that, you know, she was like, sure, I'll perform with Kelly Clarkson. That again, solidifies and it just establishes Kelly as like a solid artist and musician um and sheila e is also i believe has been on the kelly clarkson show at least once or twice yeah Um, she's she's jumped in with my band y'all and and performed with them and yeah it's just cool you know established a little bit of a relationship that wasn't previous previously there so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't really have any comments on this because i genuinely like kind of forgot that it existed yeah but, it was just it was yeah. it was a neat change after two years of you know really cool medleys. Yeah, um, this was a neat change. Again, it was very appropriate for the times, and just a, a really really pretty performance. If you if you haven't watched it in a while or if you've never seen it, uh, look up twenty twenty Billboard Awards Higher Love Kelly Clarkson in whatever you know iteration you want and <laughs> and watch it because it's a it's a really touching performance. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so we're gonna stick to Billboard, but I'm gonna. We're going to save the medley for after because I think Jeremy wanted to talk about it more. But I'm going to talk about a different Billboard Music Award performance. It was in 2018. So it was the first year she hosted. She performed a whole lot of women. Mm -hmm. And uh, normally I would have been like, why on earth are you performing this at an award show? Because they weren't even promoting it as a single. Like they weren't. Maybe it was a test. I don't know. But I think ultimately it was like. Kelly's like, all right, I'm performing. I'm, I'm, I'm hosting this. Why not perform whatever I want? And I'm like, that's a great attitude to have. I'm not sure if that's what happened, but I wouldn't put it past her. It was a really fun performance that I really don't think would have happened had she not hosted. She looked like she was having a ton of fun. I loved how there was like on the screens, there was like a giant meaning of life head on the screen. It looked really cool. It was cool, but at the same time, it was a little weird. I thought, I mean, it was so extra. I loved it though. I'm like, you know what? You are hosting the show tonight. It is your show. You just own that stage. And she just looked like she was having a ton of fun. It was a great vocal, great performance. And I was happy that the world, and I'm sure Jeremy was as well, happy that the world got to hear a whole lot of women because it's not necessarily a song that like the general fan is going to seek out, the general music listener is going to seek out so they're probably like oh what is this and speaking of audience reaction shots chrissy metz was in the audience for this and just (laughs) vibing so much and i'm like yeah chrissy get it you have great taste something Um, else that i loved about that performance too and it's such a small thing it's an aesthetic thing but for some reason i loved that they did it the way they did is that uh jesse and the rest of the background vocalists uh nicole might have even been one of them at that point too um they had them out, way out in front on a catwalk, 
in the audience and Kelly and like the horn section were all back behind them yeah. on the stage. It was a neat juxtaposition. You don't see background vocalists getting put in front of the primary vocalists all that often. And so I, for some reason, every time I see that, I'm like, good for you guys. Good for you being able to like be out in front and not have to, you know, be hiding in the shadows again, you know, going back to like the 2020 performance and COVID protocols I get, um, you know, they had all the background vocalists on screens. I mean, they weren't even on the stage. So the fact that, you know, you see this and, you know, they're out there on the, uh, on the catwalk with, uh, with, you know, the three of them was really cool. Yeah. It again shows what kind of person Kelly is and just not selfish. And towards the end of the performance, like the, uh, the, the bridge and the final chorus, uh, her and Aben end up going out to the bottom or front, like the, the front part of the catwalk and uh, yeah. kind of bring it a little bit more full circle. But yeah. it was, it just, the performance always puts such a smile on my face. Um, so yes, yeah, so if you haven't seen it, look up, Kelly Clarkson, Whole Lot of Women, 2018 uh, Billboard Music Awards. And also, I mean, I think she was wearing like three or four inch heels. I mean, oh she gosh. was getting it. I, was, it's just a, I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love this song so much is because it is just a fun song. And it is hard to not just like completely jam out to that song. So I, uh, I'm really glad that she gave it a public performance on such a high level as the Billboard Awards. Exactly. So I think next we have to talk about something that was on both of our lists, uh-huh. which was the medley from that year. Yes. Now, she did do two medleys. She did one in 2018 and one in 2019. But it's really the 2018 one that got the most attention. I mean, you don't really hear much about the 2019 one. And I think maybe it's because the song selection, I think, was a lot more... Um, Safe. <laughs> yeah, it was safe. It was a little more mainstream. And on top of it all, there was bonkers stuff going on around and behind her throughout the performance. Yeah. So the 2018, I don't know if you did this. I wrote down all the songs that she covered. Do you want me to list them? I don't know. Sure. Okay. So in the 2018 medley, she opened the show with this. And it starts off really, like, sweet. Like, she performs My Church by Maren Morris. Like, you know, it's that. And then she does um, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. And you're like, okay, this is a nice little cute start. And then it's like, remix. And then she goes into Kendrick Lamar, which I'm like, what? Everyone's like, what? Everyone in the audience was like, wait, she's actually kind of nailing this. This is actually kind of cool. Like, Kelly Clarkson's kind of rapping right now. It, it was funny to see, like, at the very beginning when she's doing My Church, because, you know, of course, they get a shot of of Marin and her husband, Ryan, and they're, you know, looking around at some other celebrities in the crowd, and it looks like, like, there's, like, a shot of DJ Khaled or something, and then <laughs> he's just kind of sitting there like, okay, well, this is what this is going to be, and then, like, she goes into Kendrick, and then they come back to some of these same artists, and, like, now it's, like, the country people are sitting on their hands, and, like... Like uh, 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 Khaled's like bobbing his head. He's like, okay, okay. It's so funny. <laughs> um, and then you get Thunder by Imagine Dragons, Young, Dumb, and Broke by, is it Khalid? Is that what it is? Or is it yeah. DJ Khaled and Khalid. Khalid yeah. was going crazy during this whole oh performance. Oh my God, he, he was, was having, having the best time. <laughs> he was having the best night, I swear. <laughs> um, and then it was Finesse, um, Shape of You, um, Nothing Holding Me Back by Shawn Mendes. And we got a pan of him. Right into Taylor Swift, look what you made me do. And who she was, was sitting right next to him. Who was having a blast as well. And it was just, yeah. and you know, there is 
again, crowd shots of all those people, crowd shot of BTS going crazy. And it was just so much fun to see all the audience reactions as well, the celebrity yeah. audience reactions. And yeah, as you said, there were people doing like backflips behind her. There was on like, like on like balance beams yeah. or like, like sticks or something. And then there was like, I don't know, look okay. like like Magic Mike kind of guy. I don't I, I'm <laughs> yeah. like Chippendale kind of guys that were there. Like it was in Vegas. So it yeah, that makes Vegas. sense. <laughs> yeah. So it was just and then she like wore like sunglasses and like a big like fur thing when she was rapping. And it was just <laughs> so extra and so not what we would expect from her. And it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it really, really was. A, I mean, it was the best. I mean, it's the one moment you remember from that whole show. And, you know, the the videos are are all over YouTube. Um, yeah, just, a. I mean, the highlight of the night. And the funny thing was that that was what started the night. You could have just turned off the show from there. Yeah. Although, again, for 2018, hopefully you stuck around and saw a whole lot of women. But otherwise, if you had just turned off the TV at that point, you got the best part of the show. You didn't even have to watch any of the awards. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do you have anything else on your list aside from the obvious one that we're going to be talking about? No, the obvious one is is the one last one that I have on my list. All right. Same here. So let's talk about it. 2005 VMA performance of Since You've Been Gone. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's it will probably go down as one of our most iconic performances. Um, just the most fun. I mean, this is the pinnacle of popularity for the album i mean she was the biggest pop star on the planet at that point uh, rightfully so she was closing the show uh, it was just an all-around fun vmas anyway um even though i will say that even by this point i think the vmas had kind of jumped the shark and weren't really a overly relevant award show anymore i mean anymore i mean hardly, i mean i always look at it in Who's talking about the show the next morning, like on morning radio or, you know, are you seeing a bunch of clips posted on social media? Now, mind you, this is like the, this is pre-social media. So we would have all been sharing, you know, this performance the next day. And I think a lot of people would have as well, but you don't really get a lot of that anymore, especially with the VMAs. And so this was, you know, probably one of the, it's hard for me to say because I haven't watched every year of the VMAs, but for me, this is like one of the last truly awesome viral moments from the VMAs that from the, from the times when it kind of still mattered. And yeah, it, I mean, the performance is just perfection. It really is. Even down to the flaws in the performance, even those are perfection. I think before we get into the performance itself, um, I was re rewatching it this morning on YouTube and I happened to stumble upon a clip that was um, a TRL best of 2005 episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was uh, Damien Fahey, one of the, uh, the hosts of TRL at the time. And they were doing a countdown of the top live performances in general from that year. And uh, this performance was number five on the, on the list. And I think you're right. I think it was one of the very last years. Cause I think TRL officially went off a couple years later like uh -huh. me oh, i'm blanking on the year um but like it was pretty soon after i'd say maybe 2008 maybe it went off so i'd say you're right this was one of the last years that the vmas really mattered because by that point 2007 2008 mtv was barely doing music anymore 
um, really once TR- TRL ended. The show ended in 2008. That's what I thought, yeah. So we were definitely inching towards the end of all the stuff kind of being relevant to and being like meaningful. But it was just the coolest damn performance. And like MTV re-aired the award show so many times to the point where I think I've mentioned this before. I like knew when, when to turn it on, you know, because I was like, okay, if the award <laughs> show is going to be airing from 8 to 11, I know to tune in at 1040 to catch Kelly, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm weird. This was pre-YouTube, guys. Um, it's just, even as you said, even the flaws are amazing. Even though vocally it's not that great. I mean, it's not bad. No, but, that's, that's the funny part is that yeah. this is not a good vocal no. on this performance, uh, especially as, as the performance goes on. But there's just so much happening around her that you can't, you forgive it because you're like, well, of course the vocal's bad. Look what she's doing. Seriously. And if you've never seen it, like, please pause this, go watch it and then come back because it's just perfection. And we're going to just talk about some stuff. But I love it that even the very beginning, like she kind of does, she like walks up from, you know, down in the stage and it's like, it's just so cool. Cause like we didn't get that version on tour really. Um, and it just really amped up the entire arena. Um, it was really one of the first instances of her doing crowd participation that we saw to my memory of really getting into the audience and like screaming, like doing like the call in response thing. Yeah. It's, I, I can't imagine being in that audience. It would have been the coolest thing ever. And she just looked like she was just having such a fun time. The band was on fire and just the rain. Can we talk yeah. about the rain? <laughs> just who else does rain in the arena? Like they just put down a ton of water and she just was like, let me just get soaking wet and perform and scream. Like ever, most people would be like, no, I don't want to get wet. I don't want to ruin how I look. She was like, it's rock and roll. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it really, it is kind of one of the most rock and roll performances uh, that she does. Although now that I'm looking back at some of these choices that we made for the show today, a lot of these are a little bit of rock and roll, um, you know, where she really kind of goes after it. But this one is just one of those ones where vocal be damned, she just went out and had fun. And you can tell that she was having fun with the band. And, you know, props to the, the VMA production department for being able to allow artists to utilize the entirety of the arena that she was in because I mean, she started from one end, ended up at the other end and very rarely actually left a stage because there was just catwalks and walkways and everywhere. Um, It was just an all around really well done and well crafted performance as far as the, the look and the feel of it. Um, you know, I always, I still get, you know, kind of chills whenever uh, Puff Daddy comes on the screen and says, what you're about to see is going to be incredible. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes it's going to be. <laughs> you are correct. You yeah. are correct. Um, it's just so good. And the, it seriously, it always puts a smile on my face watching this. It, it I really do think it is, if not one of, it's the, I think it's the most iconic performance that she's ever done i mean again as we said not necessarily the best vocal but as far as a package goes with energy and just uniqueness this is up there it's just so special i think when they create the highlight reel for the rock and roll hall of fame oh for God. kelly you know <laughs> which is by the way she is eligible in five years let that sink in 
Um, Wait. Yes. It's 25 years from your first album. So 25 years from your first single. It's single. Yeah. Not album. She'll get credit. She'll get credit for a moment like this. Ah, I thought it was album. You're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, when they put together the package of, you know, her career, yes, they're going to show, I mean, look, I bet they show, I will always love you. Um, they probably won't show anything else, but I'd be willing to bet it would be a it would be a missed opportunity if they did not put in footage of the Since You've Been Gone VMA performance because it is probably the most fun it looks like she's having on a TV stage ever in her career. Yes, um, and it's just it, it's just one of those big hype moments, and it would be it would be sad if they didn't put it on. I feel like for if she whenever she tours again, whenever that might be, and they make like another one of those like intro videos because they usually yeah. will do like music videos. Understandably, she needs to do one with like live performances as well. Because mm-hmm. like I remember I saw Alanis last year, and she put in a they put in a lot of music videos. They did interviews, they did performances, but they also it was really cool. And I wish I known at the time I, I would have filmed it. They also did like covers of people doing Alana songs and they did put Kelly in there when she did it on Jimmy Fallon. I thought that was so cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of rambling, but you're right. It's, it's just, it's a performance that will always stick with her and it will be yeah. one of the most iconic ones that people will always talk about. And we've, t- I mean, and especially us, I mean, God, we've talked about this performance multiple times yeah. on the podcast, but I mean, it, it, it warrants conversation because it is probably one of her, most fun performances. I, I keep wanting, I don't want to say her best performances because again, and we're obviously recognizing that it is not a vocal virtuoso performance. It's just not. But damn it, if she's not having the best time <laughs> while she's performing and the crowd was so into it. I mean, it was, it was just so much fun. And and I'm even just thinking about that whole night too. You know, when we think about like the Grammy Awards a year later, or just a few months later, um, you know, I think about the whole of the parts of that year's VMAs and I remember she was, and you're going to have to help me with this Pam because, you know, she looked incredible. This is when she had, you know, like the bleach blonde hair that was straight and she, I mean, I don't want to, I hate this comparison, but she was looking very like Avril Lavigne where she was, she was like, I don't know if it was like a forever 21 look or, or what no, the look this was. This was not she, forever 21 look. It was like a cool little band tank top, cargo pants and yeah. Converse. Like it was yeah. very Avril circa 2002, 2003 for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, just, I, I loved every time she was on camera at that award show. And you know, that's also the award show where when she was coming up to accept her award and they had all the musicians go under the little spouts of water. And Kelly, when she went up, one of hers was malfunctioning. And so she had to get down really low to crawl under it. Uh, and even just that, that moment endears me uh, to this entire show. And then of course the performance at the end tops it all off. I mean, it's just, just a fun night to be a fan and watch that show. Amen. So everyone listening, let us know what some of your favorite Kelly Award Show performances are. There are so many, so we obviously could not cover all of them. But let us know if you agree with us, if you have any others. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Miss Into Podcast. And also you can find all the fun places that you can listen to the podcast, which, by the way, I noticed now includes Facebook. Have you noticed that, Pam? I set that up. Oh, you did? Oh, I well, did. of course. Then you, yeah, so then you did know that. <laughs> so, I yeah, set it up can- with a click of a button. 
you can uh, you can also listen on Facebook as well if you're still using Facebook these days. Uh, so yeah, go to missintopodcast.com for all the different areas of where you can listen. And it it's not coming in like the next couple of weeks or anything, but I promise you we are efforting a full actual website um, that will go there eventually. But we wanted to park on the name for now to make sure that we had it for uh, when we need to use it down the road. So uh, until next week, Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com. 